G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Jenny, it's been a big week, and I mean, it's not just weeks, perhaps months, perhaps uh, going on 12 months or more. We've been talking about the Safe Schools Coalition. Finally, uh, there was a bit of a breakthrough this week when the Prime Minister ordered that there be a review of this Safe Schools uh, program because uh, labelled as an anti-bullying program, uh, so many commentators are saying, well, when I've seen the content of this, uh, really it's a homosexual recruitment program that's happening in schools and as many as 500 schools around Australia that have been running this program. Uh, you've been following all this along. Do you have any uh, any thoughts uh, on what has been unfolding, uh, some of the abuse that's been thrown, uh, uh, issues that have come out of what the Prime Minister's done ordering this review? Well, I think, first of all, we need to congratulate the Prime Minister that he's actually done that. I understand there were at least half a dozen MPs in the party room meeting yesterday who expressed serious concerns about the program. And even Simon Birmingham, the Education Minister, when he said, well, he defended the objectives of the program last week, he said that he felt that some of the material was age-inappropriate. And that means that you know, when you look at that curriculum in particular, I mean, the program itself has got lots of concerns about it, but the All of Us curriculum that's designed for Year 7 students um, really talks about... It starts by saying, well, you might not know any of these terms at the start, but we're going to teach you them, and things like queer and pansexual and, you know, trans woman, trans, you know, trans girl, you, you know, you decide your gender on how you feel, all of these things. And we would have... You know, a few years ago, we would all have called that, you know, radical gender theory, um, you know, and had come into universities and been taught there. But here we're teaching it to year seven. So he, he obviously felt that some of that was age inappropriate. And so when it came up to the party room, um, that's been a review has been ordered that will be done by March, which is good news. And. Family Voice actually were able, uh, through one of their contacts in Brisbane last week, to actually present the open letter that they had, you know, expressing all the concerns about the program, uh, signed by 14,000 people, and they were actually able to present that to Malcolm Turnbull himself. So at least he had it in his hand. And uh, certainly that was a good development as well. And, and then this week we've seen the, the review ordered. So, you know, that's a good thing. And now, just on a personal note, uh, Jenny, you have a school teaching background, don't you? That's right. So when we talk about issues of what's age appropriate, you've reviewed that material that's in that Safe Schools Coalition program. When you look at that uh, as a school teacher, and you're very familiar with these sorts of things because this is what your early career was all about, uh, how do you judge the age appropriateness of, of much of the material that's in there? Well, I think that there's two levels. Certainly I feel a lot of it's inappropriate for schools 
per se, regardless of whether it's age inappropriate. So certainly we would say that a lot of the material, the promotion of some of the events is inappropriate for schools to carry out and it becomes political, it becomes ideological. And so when they have, for instance, we're at Purple Day and that's promoted by Safe Schools Coalition and, and organised that everybody gets to wear purple. And of course, the children who don't wear purple, I heard this week of a mother who said, well, her children... Christian family, they didn't want to wear purple because it was very supportive of the whole homosexual agenda. Um, when they didn't wear purple, they got bullied. And so, you know, if this is supposed to be against bullying, we actually have reverse bullying by some of these things. So a lot of the material that's been out there has been very much promoting um, homosexuality as normal, not just, you know, we shouldn't bully people. And, of course, we all agree with that. But there are some very, very good bullying programs, anti-bullying programs, I should say, um, that are designed to say we shouldn't bully anybody for any reason, whether they're fat or thin or have got long hair or short hair or, you know, all of those things that we've all been bullied for in the past. Um, we should be educating children not to bully other people, to be kind and thoughtful and respectful of others. But this one just deals with the sexuality and gender issues and not just saying that we shouldn't bully these people, but here's what it's all about and this is what, um, you know, being... And it actually sort of says, you know, well how you feel about yourself, whether you're male or female, and you've got all these things like a spectrum of male and femaleness, and you can sort of choose where you might identify uh, somewhere along the spectrum. And, of course, we know that that just doesn't hold up in real life. We're male and female. That's how God made us. And that's how it, it plays out in life. And so they're really putting these, these ideas into the minds of children. And so that's where the curriculum nature, the actual activities, the lesson plans, all of those very detailed things that are provided for Year 7 to encourage them to see that sexuality is fluid, that gender is how you feel, and all of these things are changeable. And that's the real concern. Now, of course, this particular program is in 500 schools around Australia and uh, there's been stories of parents who've been withdrawing their children from those schools because that program's been uh, enforced there. Let's take this, uh, let's take this a little bit further. and we've, we've sort of talked about that a little bit, uh, the fact that parents have been so concerned they've been withdrawing their children. But let's take this a little bit further into what might be happening in ordinary state schools and, of course, they change state to state, and I'm sure there's different levels of what they teach about uh, about sex education. Uh, but I guess with the changing mood that there's been with regards to all of these issues of sexuality and with all of the propaganda and lobbying that's been happening from the same-sex lobby, uh, that, uh, that there's issues there in ordinary schools that don't even have this program happening. Well, well, that's certainly right. And I think there's two separate areas, perhaps the sexuality area and the gender area. So perhaps if I can just talk about sexuality, but I think the gender area is important. We can do that next. In the sexuality area, um, I've actually spent some time this last week. I put it in our news update last Friday, which is on our website. And I, I had a look at what's actually on the curriculum sites of the official education department websites, just in New South Wales and Victoria. When I get time, I hope to do the others. But what I found there is that they have whole pages on teaching sexuality, education, respecting diversity. A lot of the things that we've been writing about for 15 or 20 years are all there on their websites to, as teaching materials. And one of the most offensive things that, that is in the second lesson of the All of Us curriculum, this is the Safe Schools Coalition we're all concerned about, 
And I heard uh, Senator Cory Bernardi speaking about this in particular the other day um, on the ABC. And he said, look, that, that exercise where 12-year-olds are asked to imagine that they're same-sex attracted and then to answer a series of questions and then, you know, show their answers to everybody else by standing up and sitting down and so on, um, that that is, you know, really inappropriate to ask 12-year-olds to be imagining that they're same-sex attracted and in that situation. Now, that particular activity, slightly different in New South Wales because it actually includes some, you know, cross-religion, you know, Muslim, Catholic or whatever else, as well as same-sex attracted partners, but very much the same activity. And in a context of we're not just talking about general tolerance, we're talking about uh, sexual diversity of um, LGBTI, so it's for that purpose. Very much the same activity is on the New South Wales sexuality education curriculum website and the same in Victoria so when I looked at the Victorian one you go through all the links to find some teaching exercises and recommended activities and there was what was called the kaleidoscope lesson plan which was a two-period lesson plan and that included almost an identical activity and that kaleidoscope lesson plan was in a book that was produced back in 2004 and that itself was based on a program called SAFE. Um, it was same-sex attracted friendly environments in schools. And that was a program that was written by family planning in Victoria prior to 2004. So these things have been happening for a long time. Family planning Victoria does a lot of the teaching of teachers about sexual sex education in schools. And that sort of thing has been filtering into schools for a very long time. So if you're concerned about what's happening with the Safe Schools program, you can't just rest on your laurels and say, well, oh, the school that my children go to doesn't have that, they're okay, because, in fact, what's filtering into the sex education curriculum is the same sorts of things that, are, that people are finding in the, uh, in the Safe Schools program. That's absolutely right. So parents need to be contacting their schools. They need to be checking out the education department sites. I did go through that the other day. You can see New South Wales and Victoria with the links already done in our news update the other day. So if you live in those states, you've got a head start. Um, I'll be working on some more in the next couple of weeks just to let parents know what is actually being promoted and then to check with their schools what is actually taught in those sex education classes. And it's often not called sex education. It could be health or PE physical education and they'll have lessons where they do some health things and these are actually being put into those lessons as well. So you really do need to be conscious of what your children are being taught. Okay, the Prime Minister ordered the review of the Safe Schools Coalition program. Uh, What are your expectations? Uh, Do you have any predictions about what might happen (laughs) with a review? I think uh, mid-March is when they're expecting to uh, to announce some sort of uh, detail if there's going to be any change. Uh, I, I noticed that little laugh of yours. I, I'm sure you're not expecting a whole lot. Um, well, it's probably more that I'm, I'm not prepared to make the prediction, Neil. Okay. Um, and sometimes I don't know. It's supposed to be an independent review. I don't know at this stage who's doing the review, and that obviously will determine perhaps what the outcome might be um, because some people will say, well, it's got good objectives and da-da-da. Um, It's been interesting this week. There's actually been a couple of reports about uh, Ros Ward, who's the coordinator of the um, 
certainly was a coordinator of the Safe Schools Coalition in Victoria. Prior to that, she was uh, the leader of the Rainbow Network under Gay and Lesbian Health. So we've got a number of um, people who've come from a very ideological perspective and certainly the Australian, and then there's a News Weekly article this week highlighting um, a speech that she gave to a Marxist conference where she actually talked about sexual liberation and this idea of um, freeing up people's traditional ideas is one of the ways to actually promote a Marxist view. So that's sort of some of the ideology that we've got behind it as much as the actual content. So I think all of that should be reviewed as well um, in the review. So it'll be interesting to see how that plans out. So we're hoping that the review happens. Um, Just I I mentioned I'd come back to gender and perhaps I can do that um, just before we finish. The, the whole idea of gender transition is really being promoted at the moment. And this week, a whole lot of parents and children all went to Canberra to lobby for the ability not to have to go to the family court to get hormone treatment at the age of 16. Now, they used to have to get family court approval to go on to what was called puberty blockers at about 10 or 11. And because of one judge's decision um, who said she, she didn't think she couldn't imagine why they'd need to get that permission from a court. So they've been able to now get that without going to a court, but they've got to go and get hormone treatment approval and they're lobbying very hard at the moment to try and not have to go and get that approval. So that's that's sort of the political end. But in primary schools, if a child comes along to a primary school, and this again is on all of the government websites, the education department websites, if a child comes along and says, well, I'm now feeling like I'm a boy, even at primary school, and the youngest I've heard of was in prep recently, um, that the school has to facilitate that, especially if the child is, you know, the, the parents are obviously presenting that this is what the child is going to do. Um, the, ch- the school has to facilitate that, including things like, you know, making appropriate arrangements for bathrooms, letting the child play in the sport of their choice, you know, whether it's boys or girls teams, and trying to sort of degender the primary school environment so that everybody feels comfortable with that. And there was a book written just last year called Gender Fa- The Gender Fairy, And when I told my husband about it, he's like, the gender fairy. (laughs) Okay, tell me about it. Um, And the gender fairy is a book written by a woman whose son, who was born a girl, decided he wanted to be a boy. And it's about two transgender children working on, you know, very young children talking about being accepted in their new gender. And the gender fairy is non-binary, so it's not male or female, and goes around talking to the children about, um, about their choice of gender. Wow. And this, is, this is a book that's written um, for kindergarten and prep children, and it's you know being promoted by the Safe Schools Coalition because that's where they're pointing at. And often primary schools get involved and join the coalition when they have this situation. So they, and a lot of them say, "Oh, we got a lot of support from the Safe Schools Coalition because our school joined up with them and they gave us all the all the ways of helping the gender transition of the children in primary school." Mm-hmm. Well, those things no doubt will continue to simmer along and uh, we'll probably be talking about the gender fairy and various other uh, issues over the coming times. But uh, Jenny Stokes, I'll point people to the Salt Shakers website. Simply Google Salt Shakers and you'll become informed when you look at some of the latest articles that Jenny Stokes has on that website. Simply Google Salt Shakers to find the Salt Shakers website. Jenny, always great getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. 
Great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.